This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Thanks for being with us, folks. As we work our way through hour two on the Wednesday edition of Kelly and Company, Kelly McDonald here. My co-host, Ramya Muthan, she's at her home studio in Toronto. I am at the home studio in London, Ontario. And hey, wherever you are visiting with us for, for whatever time you have, we appreciate it. Thanks for doing so. My co-host, Ramya Muthan. So we're going to talk about one of my favorite things in the world, which is sleep. Um, I'm totally on board for this segment, and I already know that I agree with everything that's going to come up. But, you know, for the rest of us, <laughs> let's do some uh, chatting about sleep. It's vital at any age and has been shown to improve learning, attention, memory, behavior, and overall men- mental and physical well-being. So the importance of sleep for youth is the fo- is the uh, focus for today's Um, conversation and we're doing it with Margaret Eaton, National CEO of Canadian Mental Health Association, CMHA. Margaret, thank you so much for uh, coming on the show and making some time for us, even with a little bit of tweaking. Thank you, Ramira. So we want to talk about this study. Um, And in the study, it shows that one in four youth are not getting enough sleep. So first off, who is youth? Like what age range are we really talking about? And what is enough sleep for this age range? Yeah, um, when they looked at sleep requirements, uh, they looked at five to 17-year-olds. And typically, the current guidelines suggest that if you're between the ages of 5 and 13, you need 9 to 11 hours of sleep. If you're 14 to 17, you need about 8 to 10 hours of sleep. But that really depends on the child. Um, And I I think, you know, we used to say everybody needs 8 hours, but more and more, I think we're finding some people only need 5, some people need 10. There isn't a really hard and fast rule. It's what makes you feel like you can function well. Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, which is why I'm thinking some people say or can use that piece of information or recommendation to say, okay, but yeah, no, I'm good with five hours of sleep. But is that really what they're experiencing, though? Um, You might be experiencing lack of sleep and not even realizing the symptoms or, or signs of that. Well, I think that's true, especially for kids and teenagers who think that they can stay up late, you know, on social media Mm -hmm. or or watching videos or like me on TikTok um, without realizing that they're paying a price for it the next day, which might mean things like having trouble getting up, um, sleeping through alarms, um, or even just, you know, poor school performance where you don't feel like you can remember things as well. Um, So much of sleep is about uh, building your memory. So, while we're sleeping, the brain is busy processing information that was learned during the day. And if unless you you need that sleep time in order to do that processing so that you can then regurgitate it on that test the next day. So um, you're quite right. I think we, we may not realize all the impacts that are on our lives if we're not getting enough sleep. Yeah, and these are just some of the problems that lack of sleep can pose. Um, One in five youth are affected by mental illness. So let's bring in this to the conversation. Does it directly correspond with sleep on some level? I, I think there may be a connection, but it might actually go the other way in that 
when you have a mental illness, it can often create a sleep disturbance or a sleep disturbance could be a sign that you're actually suffering. So we know that sleep is implicated in things like anxiety and depression. So people who are anxious usually have sleep issues. Or if you're depressed, you may find that you were sleeping too much and that can be a sign that, um, that there's some uh, mental health issue that you need to address. Yeah, and that um, part of it is also a pretty big one that you hear about. You know, you might have some first-hand experience. You're not feeling well, you're not doing well, or your routine has been thrown off, or maybe you're going through some huge transitional period in your life and uh, your sleep, like either lack of or too much of sleep, um, is a big part of that phase and stage for you. Uh, do you think that we talk enough about about that side of it, Margaret? Like, do a lot of people say out loud, yeah, I'm having issues with sleep or yeah, I'm not, I'm not, um, you know, enjoying my sleep of late? Well, you know, I think, I'm not sure if we talk about sleep, but I know so many people talk about being tired. Right. Um, And tiredness is so common. Um, I remember seeing a doctor once and saying, I'm so tired all the time. And he said, you should get more sleep. But I thought, you know what, that doesn't really address my problem. So, you know, tiredness can be because you are anxious, you're depressed, you're um, working too hard, you've got too much on your plate. Especially women um, who often bear the burden of, you know, the the nine to five shift, but they've also got the five to nine shift. So, um, it's really important to think about all the things that get loaded on our plates when we think about tiredness, but sleep could actually be something that we need to pay attention to in order to address tiredness. So sleep might be one of the things that you need to be getting more of, which might mean things like going to bed earlier or uh, turning off devices or doing things to make sure that you sleep through the night. Um, Oftentimes people with anxiety will find they're waking up at odd hours and then unable to get back to sleep. So paying attention to sleep, I think, is really, really important. Wow. And that's something I know for myself. Never did. As a, as a teenager, I was lucky if I got the eight hours. I felt always great. But mm-hmm. as we've heard, as you get older, hey, you got to really think about this. You got to think about what you get, what you need to make your body perform at an optimum level. So with that, on the flip side, what positives come from getting enough sleep? Yeah, well, sleep um, has been shown to um, really support, especially children and youth, um, with their learning. So getting good sleep improves learning. It improves test scores and ability to um, to get things done. It improves attention. Um, and it also can, it's been found to improve behavior. So especially for, you know, younger kids who are acting out a little bit, sometimes that can be because they're tired and not getting enough sleep. And it just overall improves mental and physical well-being. Is there, is, is there such thing as getting too much sleep? Because, you know, I mean, I know a lot of parents, hey, that's a good reason to make sure they're up on time. Hey, don't sleep too much. <laughs> well, you know, uh, there is this notion that teenagers in particular end up sleeping more because they are going through so much change. And mm-hmm. there are even some school districts that have talked about, in fact, moving the school day forward because they know right. teenagers have sleep disturbance, but then also want to sleep later. So um, it, it, this is where I think it comes back to what does each individual need? What what makes you feel like you can function at your best? And for some teenagers, that will mean sleeping a little bit more. 
and mm-hmm. especially on weekends, trying to get caught up with sleep deficit. And, and I think that's a great thing if you can get you know uh, caught up, if you've got things that start early in the morning and whatever, if you fill up a person's life, we go back to what you said about knowing oneself, knowing what you need, because we can say, let's not change the time, that will have no effect on anyone, let's make sure that we move school a little further uh, later on, starting, say, at 10 o'clock in the morning, but will those people who are out there, who there are going to be that majority, who just, oh, good, I can sleep longer, or I can stay up later, and the problem's still there, it doesn't matter if you start school at noon, or <laughs> Or what? There's going to be a sector that that still is impacted in a, quote, negative, unquote, way? Yeah, that could very well be. And I know some people end up even with sleep disorder. It's almost like their whole day turns upside down. You know, they're sleeping during the day and then active at night. So, and that can be very disruptive to your life, especially as a young person. So, um, trying to um, have good sleep hygiene, I think it's really important as as a part of an overall health and mental health strategy. So, Margaret, any particular recommendation for the parents out there so they can help their kids get enough sleep? Mm-hmm. Well, we think it's really important to set a, a bedtime routine, and that starts with having a consistent time to go to bed and wake up at the same time every day. And that's tricky at this time of year because oftentimes yes. sleep schedules um, get changed when you're not in school. So we're encouraging people to think about trying to get back to a more normal schedule earlier rather than later. So it isn't just the first day of school, you know, you're starting to change the routine, take it back a week or two and start getting them used to that bedtime, bedtime routine sooner rather than later. Um, it's also important to wind down and relax before getting into bed. So reading a book, especially reading together with your child is a wonderful way for both of you to relax before bed. Um, having a warm bath or a shower has been shown to be uh, a way to prepare your body for sleep. And then, of course, it's really important to reduce screen time. Um, I'm bad at this. I always have my phone in bed with me, but you should not do that. (laughs) It's really important to unplug before bed and that bright light can actually give your brain the message that it's time to stay awake instead of your brain uh, understanding that it's time to go to sleep. So turning off devices and other bright lights an hour or more before bedtime is really important too. Should there be a warm-up, a practice run if you want? If you find sleep has been just totally disrupted, changed, or moved to to where we're going to bed at 2 o'clock in the morning and kids are waking up at 11 or noon uh, and and getting the day started, as school approaches, what would you recommend to the parents to say, okay, guys, let's get this back in hand. Would it be something you'd start next week if you start on the 6th, uh, maybe on Wednesday? Let's, Let's do things a little earlier. Off to bed. I mean, obviously, when they're in their room, you can't control if they've got that phone in bed or whatever. Right. Yeah. And I think it's it's good not to do it as a shock. Like you say, if kids are going to bed at two, then maybe the next night you're going to bed at one. Maybe you're trying to go to bed at midnight after that so that you're moving it back a little bit each time to try to get into this new routine. Um, but it's hard to do. And, and I think often um, parents can feel... Um, it's hard to have control over your child's um, sleep environment. So um, one of the things that we've been recommending is that you have conversation about sleep. Um, 
if there is a problem with sleep or if you feel your child isn't getting enough sleep or if they're waking up, um, as I mentioned, it could be the symptom of anxiety or depression. So paying attention to their sleep pattern and asking them about their sleeping becomes a way to introduce a conversation about health and mental health. So just asking, were you able to fall asleep easily? What time did you get to get sleep? Did you stay asleep? Do you think you got enough sleep? Um, these can all be clues to the state of mind of your young person and can really open up that conversation about how they're feeling. I think that's so important. It is tremendous. Um, any particular resources that we should be going to to get a little more information about this? Yeah, well, if you're worried about your mental health or the mental health of your child or youth and you've had that conversation about sleep and and want some more support, we encourage you to visit your local Canadian Mental Health Association. We're in 330 communities across Canada, so you can go to cmha.ca for more information. And we encourage you to reach out to Kids Help Phone as well. You can find them at kidshelpphone.ca, and they have resources for parents and children. So um, if you have any concerns, these are great places to go for more information. Amazing. Margaret, thank you so much. This has been really um, valuable information and just places where people can start no matter where they are in their journey, just things to kind of keep in mind uh, about your own sleep, but also if you're a parent, your kids sleep this time of year. Appreciate your time. Great. Thank you so much. We were speaking with Margaret Eaton, National CEO of the Canadian Mental Health uh, Association, CMHA, telling us about the importance of sleep uh, for everybody, but particularly youth around this time for back to school. Folks, we'll step aside for just a couple of moments, about two minutes to be exact. Mary Mamalini of Kitchen Confession shares ideas in what you might want to include in a a care package for returning post-secondary school students just about to get things underway. Her advisement, next. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.